those of you who got an invite, welcome to Nerd Prime. <laughs> no matter where in the world you are, we're all Nerds International. With the hyphen. Okay, so um, we need a really funny pre-intro joke this time because we really, really, really need one. We're working it's on be it. Funny. It's got to be funny. Just once, one episode, we've got to do one that's funny. i got a joke for you. Go. Okay, so why did the uh, mushroom go to the party? Because he was a fun guy. <laughs> yeah. That makes me sad on so many levels. <laughs> Love that joke. So that's the pre-intro um, depression... And on with the intro. Sorry about that. Coming at you live from Cold War Russia, it's me, Nick Lamley Lambslice, and me, Harrison Hunt, aka Thunstrom Poons. And we are. Tabletop twats. Yay! <laughs> okay, welcome everybody. This is an RPG podcast all about RPG podcasts. And, and such. And such. Mm-hmm. And stuff. And bits. And bits and stuff. And bobs. And we've got features coming out the fucking anus. Creatures. Um, creatures. We've got features. Teachers. We've got teachers. I didn't. Oh no, we ain't got a teacher. No, we ain't got teachers. But what we do have is what you've been slaying. We got the main subject, which this time is going to be nightmare. Oh and God. we've got adventure cool. We got challenges. We got fireside tales. Electro letters. It's going to be so packed full of shit. It's going to blow your fucking brains out. Dot com. Go to it now. To what? Brains dot com. Yeah. What? I don't know. <laughs> Oi! Yeah? What you slaying? So this is what you've been slaying where we talk about what we've been playing. What you've been playing? I'll tell you what I've been I don't playing. give a fuck. Oi. What we've been... Oh, sorry. Go on. I have been playing Pathfinder. Me too. Yeah. It's been good. It has been good, yeah. Um, we... So, we, as we mentioned last week, we are a bunch of paranormal investigators. No, we're not. No, not So, par- as we... <laughs> Start again. So as we mentioned last week, we are um, a bunch of forensic investigators in a fantasy land. Mm -hmm. And we're investigating the death of a lady. Hello. Uh, Yes, (laughs) a series of ladies. Yes, and so basically um, this week we, um, we did a lot of fucking about, didn't we? We did, didn't we? Yeah. And what we did is we we basically had to um, go to a neighbouring town and inv- and go back to the parents' house and because our guy, like this guy Graham, oh Graham, Graham, one of the NPCs, told us to go and investigate it. And when we so we what do we what do we do? Oh yeah, we well what we did is we told him to go ahead and we'd catch up with him. Then we went out drinking <laughs> and we flipped him off. And yeah, and then we tried to we tried to get um get a cab to another town. But the um, but the cost was too much. Oh wow, hundred gold he wanted just to get there. Yeah, and we were going to go clubbing. So we were going to go partying, didn't we? Because we couldn't be bothered with investigation. We thought, fuck it, yeah, yeah. We wanted to go out partying, so we decided that we was going to get a cab to this far flung, kind of shady town. Um, we called, asked for a cab, and we was like, right, we we'll get a cab, and we're just we just run away. 
Um, and then we were like, okay, so we we, we couldn't get the cab, right? No, we were far too much money up front. Yeah, and then we we decided that. Um, did we throw acid at his car in the end? I did throw acid at his car, but he was asking for it. Hundred gold pieces, motherfucker. What, what Here's a hundred gold acids. Yeah, have that. Um, yeah, and in the end, what what happened was is that we we. Um, wanted to like try and get a car instead and drive there ourselves because right, in this it's universe a, it's a long last like, journey man yeah and in this universe there's like these old cars sort of thing so it's a very long journey so we tried to get a car we convinced our boss to let him uh, to lend us his car but uh, he said only if you use it to drive to the place to now the crime scene. and go and investigate <laughs> yeah. it and we were like Do you know what fuck it let's just we took the car and we went home and went to sleep for the night instead yeah, because we were, we were bummed out that we couldn't go clubbing. And then you were on quite like, oh no, hold on. Do you, do you want to know why I went to sleep? Because you got a beat down. Didn't I was you, on one HP boss. because I was winding him up when we when we were trying and to just borrow his car. he loaded on you, didn't he? Big he, time. He beat the fuck out of me. Yeah. So yeah, we had to go to sleep. And then the next morning we woke up and the car was gone. Right? <laughs> yeah. But, and so we thought, oh no, we're going to have to fucking, we're going to have to really impress him. And we'll come back with some extra evidence. I would try and find his car in the meantime. Yeah. <laughs> and so um, there was this phone call earlier in the game that happened, except they call each other on Ravens. On Ravens, yeah, and you have to talk into his butt. And uh, <laughs> we found out that there, another person was investigating one of the murders in a different neighbouring town. So what we did is we decided to take the initiative, walk all the way to that neighbouring town, which was like a six-hour oh, journey, shit, and yeah. then go and get some evidence. So when we came back and told him the car was stolen that he'd sort of be a bit happier about it yeah sorry about that but on the on, a, on the on plus the other side hand, we got this really cool evidence yeah so yeah we thought we'd try and press uh, was it Max Fury yeah Max Fury and it mm. turns out that he knew where the car was and he just took it back during oh, the night and yeah. he didn't appreciate any of our work whatsoever and it was and we like, walked for six fucking hours for no for twelve fucking hours for nothing so literally the whole game like thus far including like previous episodes has been us not really doing the investigation and we turn up when somebody else has already done it or is in the progress of doing it and then they say go to this town then we fucking annoy the boss um, he has to go fair, us. if we stop telling Graham to fuck off all the time we might get a bit yeah because he was an NPC that was given to us that like to try and be useful and get us on track and like we the just, whole party took an instant dislike into him and we keep trying to get him to fuck off yeah I don't know why though it's, it's a bit uncomfortable I think it's funny I think even James is like oh man why are you being so harsh on this yeah, he's like, <laughs> yeah well he, he got a bit annoyed didn't he because he uh, in the end he was like well you should have listened to the boss then and we were just like <laughs> yeah <laughs> I ain't listened to no boss my, my character's you know he's arrogant he doesn't like listening yeah. to people and then I think a lot of the party as well my guy's not completely into like the whole being micromanaged hierarchy and, and shit but yeah it's quite a free spirit and not so. to mention I think that what we were doing even if he, you know it wasn't that bad we were trying to take our initiative and come back with some extra evidence well I mean A for effort you know exactly but um, he wasn't happy with that and no it wasn't good enough for old so Max my Fury. character's my character's pretty pissed off and I'm not sure if he's going to continue working for the company because you put in all this effort we just spoke about it didn't we yeah so I don't know but we'll see watch we'll the see. space we'll, we'll, yeah. watch the space but the other thing is, um, you may have seen a video that we uploaded where we did an unboxing. I still feel sick. <laughs> yeah, we, yeah it, was, it was pretty good. So um, we got sent a package from a listener, Gary. We did, wow. Um, yeah. He sent us Close a, personal friend. Close personal friend. He sent us a bunch of Canadian um, confectionaries. Mm-hmm. And we... Or candies. Candies or uh, sweets. So and what's candy over here? 
Um, it's a stripper that I know. <laughs> Apart from her, because uh, we wouldn't, we don't really go in the shop and buy candy, do we? It's sweets, everything's sweet. Even chocolate sweets. Uh, what you know? Heroin. Under cho- I, I suppose ha- like jellies. Would, did you used to call them jellies, or is it still sweets? Gummies. Gummies. Yeah, gummies. Yeah. But anyway, the point anyway. is, he sent, <laughs> <I digress. laughs> us, he sent us a bunch of nibbles, and we we munched, we chowed down on them. Oh man, good nibbles! And in addition to that, in the package there was um, a copy of Shadowrun. Incredible gift. Yeah. Gary has very kindly sent us a copy of Shadowrun Fifth Edition, mm-hmm. and we were just having a look through it like a bunch of kids. Yeah, and, we were. Uh, we? Yeah. Man, it's so cool. And we mm-hmm. just want to say, in addition to the video that we made, uh, in case you didn't see that, thank you very much to Gary for sending that over. We we appreciate that so much. We're going to have a read of it. But we just had a look at the book, and we were looking at the cyber enhancements, yeah. the weapons, the magic, and we were just like, man, this looks so cool. Yeah. I can't wait to play it. Really it's going nice, to be amazing. Really nice book. So that's basically what we've been slaying this week. Yeah. We've it's been, been slaying like, Gary's present, and we've been slaying... <laughs> yeah, we slayed some of those uh, chocolates. Some of sweets, some of the candies, and we've been slaying a bit of Pathfinder, and uh, yeah, and Pathfinder's been brilliant as well, so that's it. It's been good. Yeah, good funs. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, Gary. Especially Big Mac. You're Thank a good you. guy, Big Mac. Love you. Greetings, child, and welcome to the crypt of the main subject. That is the coolest song ever made. That, just hearing that, it brings you back. Made this hairs at the back of my neck stand up. It's amazing. It's, it's, yeah, I feel so nostalgic right now. What we are doing, what we're talking about is Nightmare. And this is a bit non-traditional, right? Because, you know, this is a tabletop RPG program. Yep. But Nightmare is a game show from the UK, but it is very, very related to RPGs. Totally, yeah. Totally. Um, It's an amazing, amazing show. And basically, what it is, is a game show where one kid has to put on a thing called the Helmet of Justice. Yep. And navigate through a dungeon. Mm-hmm. But the dungeon is all done using these green screen effects and hand-drawn effects. And he's guided by three other kids. Advisors. Yeah, who sit watching him. Uh, on a in, screen. On a basically a monitor yeah. and a treasure chest. Exactly. <laughs> and um, it's like a D&D type dungeon. Mm-hmm. And they have to navigate him through by giving him instructions. So they'll be like, yeah, go left, go, go right, go through the door in front of you. And they describe everything that they can see. So it'd be like, in front of you, you can see this. And it's basically like... Challenge rooms, yeah, yeah, exactly. Everything, every what well, is dungeon? Yeah, they're a dungeoneer, and um, each room's a puzzle. And there's like, well, yeah, there's. It is the most cheesy thing on the planet. It's so cool, and it's like so cool. The whole thing is presided over by this dungeon master called Treyguard. Treyguard, he's the fucking coolest guy on the planet. I think he's a really good actor. It's um, it's, he's generally perfect for the role. Like the way he, I, just, I, I don't know, even watching it now. When he pops up at the beginning, it's like it's cheesy as hell. Yeah, but I was just like, oh man, I've he's so this cool. Guy. And yeah, it, the, the, he basically like he'll try and guide the kids and like give them little tips. So he'd be like, "You want to hurry in this room, children? Warning, dungeoneers! There is something terrible. Little life force is being sapped quickly." And that that basically brings us on to the next point, which is they have a life force. Yeah, which is basically as time goes on their life force depletes and it's got this weird graphic of like a face it's a face with a helmet on and then a re- a first of all like metal eyebrows fall off and then like the metal ears drop off and eventually and then the skin comes off the skin falls off and it's just a skull and then the skull like fractures and falls into small pieces and that shows how much time they've got left yeah 
and then in order to get more time they have to get food from the dungeon or or um, or conquer the the room they're in so yes. if they've done the puzzle that they need to do and, um, and, and and they've taken a bit long to do it the time will come up and you're like come on just get to the door that's all you've got to do and if they go through the door then it kind of resets I think well, take right. the right steps for further right. progress turn right slightly and turn left a bit forward until I say stop Remember, that which Turn does not slightly. read right must be spelt correctly. And say open. So let's talk about some of the classic puzzles in Nightmare, like yeah. some of the rooms, right? Um, they're all drawn in like this sort of D&D, like classic D&D type way, aren't they? Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. like these hand-drawn effects. Not bad, either, for no, its time. No, they're pretty cool, they're yeah, pretty cool. for its time. And, um... So you go in and you often see like there's one with like three doors or whatever, yeah, or four doors, three archways, and there'd be um, ga- you know they're gated, and or, it'd be a simple kind of puzzle, wouldn't it? Yeah, it'd be like, like there's letters on the ground. Yeah. And so the the guys have to direct the dungeoneer to mm-hmm. step on the words to spell out the word open. Mm-hmm. Step That's on right. The yeah. And um, turn left, one step. No, 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 right, right, yeah, no, forward right. two step, no, hold on, turn right, no, you've gone too no, far. No, you turn around now. And um, <laughs> Yeah, that's one of the biggest problems. Whenever they have to face something like that, the kids are the most fucking annoying shits in the world because they are all British, right, but they sound like they're doing bad impressions of British people. They're like, <laughs> right! <laughs> they're just like, right, turn left, yeah? Well, right, now we, go right, the left. The one we just watched was uh, some, some Geordie lads, and he was like, it's a kick. Yeah. <laughs> go left, mate. No, right. Go no, right. No, no, you no. Back up now. That's a really bad impression. Yeah, it's racist. But <laughs> it's so funny. And then, like, you might have there's like rooms um, where there's like a wall that has a face on it, and the face will start talking, and it'll oh. give them like. What's the wall's name? Gravitas. Gravitas. No, no, like, Granitas. Granitas. That's it. And he's he's like he's like there is nothing funny about my name. Do you think the um? Do you think the writers kind of slipped that in? Yeah, I think so. Because I didn't think you could say ass at that time and say yeah. Show. Um. Yeah, and it would be like they, you'd have to solve like a riddle or something. So it'd be like um, fucking tricky. What is that? They range. No, so the whole thing was right. Three questions. Okay. Yeah. If they get one question right, they will just be able to pass through. If they get two questions right, they get a decent. They get a clue. And yeah. If they get all three questions right, they get a super clue. And if they get them all wrong, they they basically. It'll be like they'll yeah. give you'll give you the password or something like exactly, that. Exactly. Yeah. And the questions they range from like being unbelievably stupidly easy to, to, to so hard no no, no one child would possibly yeah. get it. And oh, oh yeah, and on the table you'll have um, so in that room often when the when the wall monster pops up and the old uh, what's his name again? I forget. Is that Traegar? Yeah. He's like. Uh, Warning, Dungeoneers, I'm sensing a, pre- a presence here. And then he's like, oh, it's okay, it's a level one wall monster, but they will sap your energy. And in front of him is a table, and there's like, what, four items? Yeah, and if they clear the room, they'll be able to pick one of those items. Exactly. Um, and it might come in handy later on. Yeah. So they're like the warrior's gauntlet. But they, they can had, take one. Yes, they have pearls or a tankard, and like later on you might meet another NPC in a dungeon. But need something. Yeah, and they'll be like, oh, I desire pearls. Well, one of the ones got it wrong, didn't they? Because it's like, uh, uh, and there's a comb, like an afro comb, and then like they didn't pick that up. And then in the next one, there was a lady like sitting over a chasm. and um, Oh, that's one of the funniest bits. David, you're in a rocky cavern. You're standing on the edge of a chasm, right? So don't move. A chasm, sorry. Now, at the, at the top of the cavern, there is a um, serpent's head. And across the chasm is a woman. It's so good. Bless but, um, Yeah, like, I remember one of the wall monster puzzles once was like... Um, 
it was like, what was it? Who was the first person in Lord of the Rings to have the ring? <laughs> yeah. And like Spoonie spoke about this in one of his videos where he was like, well, actually, the first person I suppose would have been would have been Smeagol. Oh no, but actually, Deagle had it because he gave. Because Smeagol stole it from Deagle. So it was the answer's Deagle. And all the kids are like, say Bilbo, say Bilbo. <laughs> and then they all say it. They all yeah. say Bilbo. And the wall monster is like, truth accepted. <laughs> and you're like, what? Are you kidding? That's definitely wrong. That's falsehood. My favourite one is in, uh, in like, it's one of the first episodes where the kids, um, one of the answers to the riddle is, um, is stone. And um, they're, oh, yeah. like, they're, they're like, um, water runs down me, and I can be hewn into any shape or something like that. And they're yeah. like, stone. And he's like, truth accepted. And then the next one, he's like, um, I am the bed of this and the land of something else. And it was like some really deep kind of old. Yeah, and they're like, say stone. And he's like, truth denied. And he was <laughs> no, like, no, falsehood. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> and then, yeah, they obviously got it completely wrong. But they got by. I haven't seen anyone get all three questions wrong, but I've seen some really shit players, man. I've seen them like I think one of them run out of time because they fart asked around for so long in like the first room. <laughs> man, that's that's one of the fun things about Nightmare though, because often, like, because the, the the dungeoneer is blinded by by the helmet they have the helmet gone. of justice on the head, so the only thing they can see is obviously a small little bit below them. So so their feet so they don't trip over. But they waste time because they're like right, they're trying to like microscopically kind of guide them into the table, and you just want to say look. And the, the actual, Put your hands out, walk yeah, forward. And the dungeoneer could be like, I, I can see the table. And they're like, move forward one more step. So I can see the table. You'd just be like, grab the table and then walk over and tell yeah, them what's and on it's, it's so frustrating because you always see the, the kids like, you, this guy's blind and that everyone's trying to direct him. And they always do everything so slowly. And they get the hump with him. And, like, and when you have like a, a room where you need to fucking hurry, yeah. nobody ever does. They're like, right, turn right, right. Now right. turn left, right. And, and then they all talk over each other. So one of them's going, left, left. He's like, what, 180? And then when he does it wrong, they get the hump with him. He's like, the kid's blind. He's got a helmet on. Your Don't directions are the ones that are shit, yeah. yeah. And he's like, um, no, that, no, David, you've gone the wrong way again. And it's like, give him a break. I know, man. <laughs> but it's so good because whenever you watch it, you, 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 it's a proper, um, it's a proper shouting at the TV sort of program, and you're always like, fucking hurry up, hurry up, you fucking idiot, what are you doing? And it's like, oh, and it, but even at 32 years old, I, I was, I've been watching a few Nightmare episodes for this podcast. Yeah, we were watching it today, and I can honestly say, when there's a, when the time is getting close to the end, and all they've got to do is run forward for a door. And like there's parts of the floor falling off. You are literally going, just go, and your heart starts beating. And well, the funny thing is, is that um, I'll talk about like the creation of the show mm. a little bit. And um, the guy that made it, I think his name was Tim Childs, and he basically um, wanted it to be challenging. Like he wanted it to be it really fucking challenging. And in the, the entire eight seasons that this show ran, ran mm-hmm. they only ever had eight people, eight teams of people finish it. Wow. And so, I don't know how many episodes that is, but that's a lot of fucking episodes, and only eight people ever did it. It's remarkable, but basically what happened was, is that I believe that um, this this program was on uh, CITV, that's which right, was, yeah. um, ITV is a competitor to the, to the BBC, if anybody knows that, and... Um, they have adverts. Yeah, and CITV was... We have to pay for the BBC, yeah. <laughs> basically. And CITV was the, um, was the kids' ITV that, that aired yep. on Saturday morning. Yep. And um, basically, one of the guys that was working for the company at the moment, they had, like, the green screen technology and changing graphics that they used for being a weatherman. 
you know, where oh, they would do that. And right. he was like, why can't we use this for something more interesting? And so Tim Childs basically pitched this idea and he hired one artist to do all the artwork. So you might look at the effects and be like, oh, they're shit. But it was one guy doing it. Yeah, and also, no, but honestly, uh, I mean, when was this out? Early 90s? Yeah. So this came out in the early 90s. And if anyone's never seen this before and listens to this podcast, it's right, I'm going to go on YouTube and check out the episodes. Look at it with an open mind because mm. you've got to give it, you've got to grant what it was done on and at the time it was made and if you actually look at it like that I think you'd agree and even that point, now it's not that bad and at that point like that sort of technology wasn't widely Never used saw that. for simple things like that no I mean uh, it, it was so good and um, yeah basically the guy still owns the rights to it today and if really? you go to his website it tells you all about how he's like the creator of it and he's really proud of oh. it and he's got a um, it's brilliant though There's, you can't not say that it's a fantastic oh, it's kids fun. show I loved it as a kid and he's got um, his company's called Dungeon Mastery Limited I think really yeah and um, yeah so that that was basically how it got made and he said that at the time you got a lot of kids shows like game shows things like Crystal Maze and shit like that get your own back it was a, a Pat, you would have had um, Fun House with Pat Sharp you yeah that? and um, lots of slime yeah, and basically, uh, he said that all of those shows were easy, and he wanted to make something that was challenging yeah. for kids. So, and in this show, yeah, you literally just keep seeing kids dying in this horrible dungeon. Yeah, it, absolutely. And it's so funny. But at the time, there was this um, woman uh, called Mary Whitehouse, who was this sort of like sort of slacktivist woman at the time, who was trying to sort of like better the TV that our children are watching and shit like that. And she um, criticised Nightmare because it had the killing of children in it. <gasps> And the funny thing was is that is that she she was criticizing it. She had a go, and then Tim Child showed her an episode, and she immediately was like, "Actually, it's not that bad." And it's, it's not like, at all. There's no yeah. killing at all. If you remember, they make a very very um, big point of saying so they, they they only die in that world, but they're still world. living in and it's that, like, their world. It's like as you can see, um, David is fine and well, and there's like this kind of picture again when they're in the green screen, and they're all sitting in this kind of like almost like a meadow or an opening from a from a, a mountain and there's like a rainbow in the background and then all of a sudden the advisors then appear materialise next to David and they all wave at the screen don't they oh yeah and then it's like they're absolutely fine they walk off into the normal world <clears throat> that's when um, Rhaegar makes us feel really bad but he's like you you armchair adventurers can go back to your normal lives and they all get frozen basically don't they yeah but um, he's a bit of a dick really because um the whole storyline of it is that he um, it's like well in, oh yeah why yeah originally why this, they're going in there in the first place well originally it was because um, basically it's Treyguard's house who's the DM and um, when they go into his house he's like fucked everything up and he's made this ever shifting castle <laughs> yeah. and he wants he, he, so he hires children from the future teleporting them into his world to go into his fucking crazy home alone fucking dungeon house to go and um, retrieve his treasure that he's left in there exactly it's like it's like so you're sending kids to their deaths you selfish yeah you bearded twat guy <laughs> yeah and it's, it's so funny because um, yeah that was originally the storyline then they changed it and like added a villain in in later series yeah. but um, yeah it's pretty funny because he's criticising them calling them armchair adventurers when He's doing fuck all. He's yeah. he's sitting there giving them hints, and he the, there's like bits that he sees. Like he knows certain rooms, and if he wants them really to succeed, why doesn't he just tell them 
Oh, what about earlier when it was like um, they went into a room and there was uh, it was like so it was your classic kind of um, stone room and there was like a big broken part at the back and it was just going out onto the like black basically yeah and there's a door next to it to the right hand side wasn't it and then as they walked in you just see these kind of two eyes open up where am I you're in a room with the archway leading out and there's a green monster Oh, I haven't met this monster before. A friend or foe, I wouldn't know, but I shouldn't wait to find out. And it's like, it's your fucking dungeon, it's your, well, Yeah, keep paying more doing? attention to yeah. your own house. If you're going to send these poor children in to try and sort out your sh- Maybe fuck up, do a bit of recon. Do a bit of fucking recon, yeah. Come on, Treyguard. Sort it out, Treyguard. You fuck. But the NPCs are amazing, because they had, like... They're basically all these actors, you know, that are paid to be NPCs in this dungeon, and, um... They're all so over the top. They over all of and, it, don't they? You know, Treyguard, his acting is actually pretty decent because throughout the whole thing, he sort of maintains this, um, like, persona, doesn't yeah. he? Yeah. Well, the and, thing is, the rock, the, the rock monster that's a wall, uh, essentially, thought, it was, thought he was doing Hamlet, let's be honest. Like, yeah, yeah. Rain down! It's all right, mate. Well, <laughs> You're and, a wall. <laughs> yeah, and then it's like, where you get Treyguard, it's like, he, he kind of, he actually does quite a good job. And he said, the actor said that he had to memorise... Um, an unbelievable amount of lines every week yeah. because he had to record for like an hour and the whole time he was in character and he and he said that like a lot of it he had to ad lib and stuff like that whereas you get these other actors they're only in it for 30 seconds and they're like you're in the witch's domain and all of this and you're like come on mate calm down a little yeah, bit yeah fucking hell but one of the best ones is where there was this um, there, there was a monk and the monk is like sad and he's, he's standing there and he's like I don't want to open the door to the next chamber because I'm so depressed <laughs> and then the kids are like um, they're, they're like uh, you've got to cheer him up tell him to cheer up and the kid's like cheer up and he just like with no personality and the guy's like no it's not helping and they're like tell him you like him tell him you like him and he's like well, I suppose that's a little better but I still don't feel quite right and they're like tell him you love him <laughs> and, then, and then this kid's like I love you I love you yeah. and he's like do you love me and he's like, yeah, I love you. I think you're great. And he starts like getting really into it. He's like, you're the best person I've ever met. Oh my God. And it's like, it's so funny. The guy's like, well, I do feel a little better now. Thank Go through you. the door. Oh. What, about the, uh, what about the sex pest? Oh yeah, the jester sex pest. Yeah. Ooh. Oh man, the jester's so annoying. If you speak about overacting, he's like, fiddle dee dee. Will you get through the dungeon? Hee hee. And he had really bad face paint on that was really disturbing. And he's like basically running after a woman prodding her with his like staff and yeah he's like, like prodding her in the tit yeah yeah and he prodded her in the tit and stuff and then um, and then what did he say and then she fucked off and then like she t- he turns to the kids like oh children to play with yeah yeah and then he's, and he's like now we're going to play a game called chase the girls chase the girls and he's like what are you doing uh, he's yeah. actually the sex jester yeah and he just ran off like for, oh no and then he was like quickly and then started jabbing them in the butt with his fucking for stuff. this puzzle you will have to bend over and I will insert the key right it's a lot more innocent than we're saying so don't think that we've just tried to like, we've picked this show up and it's got really bad bits in it it's just uh, it's like it's like it was more innocent times so innocent yeah where you could say things like that and you wouldn't instantly be thought of as a paedophile and then when I turned around she was like did he just jab her in the tip I don't think that was a conscious thing but no I think it was she just I saw the look in his eyes, man. He was, <laughs> he was loving it. He was I think like, he had a little version of himself on his stick, which is even more disturbing. Yeah. Oh, Do you well. think that one had an even smaller version <laughs> of himself on there? Anyway. But um, <laughs> so let's discuss like some of our favourite moments from, from Nightmare. Yes. There are some fucking great bits. I've got two that I wanted to share. First one is um, Shroud. Now, any long-time watchers of Nightmare will notice, I think... 
I think it was the second team in Series 7, if I remember correctly. Right. And what it is, is that in, in Nightmare, you have these, like, spells. And to do it, all you have to do is get the Dungeoneer. You have to get him to spell out a word. Spell right? cards. And there's a bit, right, where Treyguard, like, something happens to him, and he's in, like, a sort of catatonic state on his chair, and he can't move and all of this, right? And one of the kids has to spell out the word shroud. They're at the end of the dungeon, and he has to spell out the word shroud to stop from dying I can't remember how yep. but he has to spell out shroud and the kids are going S H R U D shrud and then and then, and then um, it's like spell casting fails <laughs> and then they keep doing it they're like what shrud. all the kids are looking at each other why, like, is why working? is it working yeah. they're just like S H R U D and they just do it again and it's like so fucking frustrating and then they're like oh you idiot the life the life force is going down it's going down it's going down they're like S H, and then and then Treyguard actually breaks character a little bit, and he's like in his catatonic state still, but he's like, oh, <laughs> oh, oh no. and he's try he's desperately trying to get them to say say oh, and they're like, oh right, yeah, 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 and oh. they go they go S H R U O D, and it's like so it's Shrewd, Shrewd, and it's just like and, and then of course. I, I'm fairly certain if I remember correctly they die instantly. oh dear one of my other favourites is where there's this kid he's like the dungeoneer he's walking across this platform and it's where like uh, floating platforms and they're sort of like falling out from underneath him yeah and this kid has to walk forward right and all the platforms are like crumbling the one he's standing on is fine but the one immediately to the left of him falls down right mm-hmm. and then instantly one of the kids uh, who's guiding him just goes um, sidestep to the left and the kid does it and falls down the hole and dies immediately. It's like, and then and then the kid who guided him and said that he, he looks at his like little notepad that he's got and he, he does this like gesture like with his arm where he's like damn and he's like it was as if he thought that was gonna work. Like, I think that might work. Maybe it's not really a hole. The thing I thought of was I think that he saw the platform fall and thought the puzzle was to go into the hole. Uh, and when he did it, he was like, "Damn it! Why it's didn't like, that work?" Usually in games, when you fall down a hole, it's a good thing. You're fine. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, yeah I've got a couple of good ones I absolutely love as well there's one when it's just way too hard um, there's a scene where uh, they, they've got like a long corridor and they're walking down this corridor and they've got blades coming at them from different directions <laughs> oh, so, man. Um, so like there's a blade coming down the wall and it would be on the left or the right and um, you know high or low so mm-hmm. and they're like jump to the left side no dock quickly and it would fly past you know and like um, so anyway the kid dodges around about four right and I'm thinking that's pretty good because he's moving quite quickly and these these kind of buzzsaws are coming down pretty quick and after four he's and he's still dodging him I'm thinking come on guys when are you going to stop this like level and it, I think he does about nine in the end and the kid's like oh, it's probably out more. of breath and stuff it's unreal and I'm like is this ever going to stop yeah because you just seen him constantly coming past so it's like yeah. and they're like yeah. jump to the right like, jump to the left yeah, stay where you are yeah, yeah. It, it was so good oh the, man it was just went on forever and you're just like they figured this puzzle out. Yeah, they cut it they off. They nailed it, but and it's almost like the um, the producer or whatever's like, no, keep it going until they fuck up. No, do you know what? Thinking about it, I think he was supposed to advance forward through the corridor, but he was standing in one place. Oh, it's that's just why, occurred to me. That's why it just kept happening because he wasn't actually moving anywhere. He was just going from side. Yeah, he was to just side. staying in the same room. <laughs> fuck man, I didn't realise oh, that when shit. I watched it. And my other favourite one is. Um, it was quite really early on, so I don't know if everybody really knew the whole what was going on in Nightmare, you know. And a lot of these kids looked like they had no clue. Yeah. And 
you know, even even Traegar had to make everything really, really easy for them. Warning, dungeon is like if you don't this hurry up. Yeah, yeah. And um, anyway, these this group had just come on, and there wasn't much time left in that episode. And you know, normally, like if one dies in the middle, then they squeeze someone else on. Yeah, let's start the next team. Exactly. But I think there was a there's not much time at all, and maybe because they were just a bit thick that they were like, yeah, but these ones are next because they literally got to the second room, and they were like. Turn round, no, turn to your left. And she was spinning round, and then like they were all talking over each other. So she's like, no, turn round. She's like, what are you saying? And she's like, turn round. And she literally spent her whole life force just turning around. And, and like they were getting the hump with her, and the poor girl was blind with a helmet on. And they're like, no, Daisy, you don't, no, not that way. And um, poor thing. And anyway, they spent the whole time just sending around it like a 360, and she never got to the door. Well, that was all she had to do. That's another cool thing about the video that Spoonie did. Is he gives like top tips oh, for right. um, for players, and he's like, for some reason, British kids always say right, and I've said that like in this episode, and you notice it so much when you watch it. They're always like, right, go left, right. And oh, it's like, right, yeah. Yeah, and it's so annoying. But um, one of the things he said is have a dedicated shot caller. All of you should chime in, right? Mm-hmm. But only one player should give the instructions to the dungeoneer. Yeah, so you can be like, tell him to do this, tell him to do that. And then he'll go, right, David, go left. Instead of, instead of like fucking... Right, right, right. Yeah, go left, all David. of them, all of them just shouting over each other. I mean, we'll, de- we'll demonstrate it now. Imagine if this is us giving you instructions. Should we do nightmare? Shall I put something on my head? And then you can tell me where to go from my from my like that door to Actually, my that's a good door. idea. No, um, we'll do that for the Chamber of Challenges. Perfect. Okay, um, no, but like, all right, so this is what it sounds like when the kids are giving you instructions. All right, right, no, now, right, right, okay, no, go left. Right, no, right, David, no, listen, there's a listen. chest in front of you, David. 180, yeah, you can't to see. To you've got to listen shit. to that shit in your ears. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So grow up. Grow up. But if any players did manage to get to the end of the dungeon, which, as I said, only happened eight times over the whole series, um, they would win some sort of shitty coin thing, didn't well, they? Well, to be fair, yeah. So if you die, but if I won that, I would fucking, I would, I'd be it. on my wall. Man. Well, no, the thing is, it was quite. I don't know. I mean, maybe maybe prizes for shows back in the nineties were just really bad. No, but they still are because I mean, things like Countdown, you get like a little bit of glass with Countdown etched into no, but it or to whatever. Be fair, though, if you go into catchphrase, I know we spoke about catchphrase before. Back even back then and now, they win, they win. Rid- ridiculous amounts of money for the amount of effort they have put in yeah yeah. I suppose compared so. to other shows like you know like Pointless but Nightmare like, is all about the fun of it man Nightmare's brilliant and I reckon, they did get a scroll I'll be people I mean come on just a scroll give uh, them a little sword no that was a, they got a scroll if they lost oh, and if yes. they beat the dungeon they got the coin with the two swords on it Ooh. but I reckon right that um, probably a lot of the budget went on the effects yeah, totally. and so they were like totally. what can we give them as a prize uh, just a coin give them a coin, coin. kids have a coin here's a penny Give him a pie. Get fucked. There's a lot of cakes in Nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> that was so funny. Yeah, there was a, All right, last and final Nightmare memory. Oh, so I'll stop talking about it. Yeah, it was the bit where um, there, there's a bunch of Geordie kids on there and uh, one of them uh, approaches the table with the items on it and they, they're trying to figure out which items to take. And one of them goes, there's a kick on the table. Basically, I'll translate, there's a cake on the table <laughs> and it's quite obviously a pie. Yeah, totally a pie. And then the, the, later on, they're, they're like talking about it and they're like, um, don't get the cake out the bag. And they're like, it's not a cake. It's you, a pie. You idiot. <laughs> Grow up. And then there was like, the, the episode, you idiot child. You fucking cunt. <laughs> and we just watched an episode as well. Like, for some reason, right, and this is an observation I'd like to make. For some reason, back in the day, People looked a lot older 
when they were younger. Yeah. Yeah. And like there was this episode we were watching, the range of ages on Nightmare range from 11 to 16. <laughs> it's quite a big, because that's like pretty much the whole of, ad, uh, ad, well, not the whole of adolescence, puberty. But when you're 11, a 16-year-old, to you, that's an adult. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like it's a big old mix. I wonder if the kids were used to saying that, though. First episode, uh, the kid, David. They're all dressed like businessmen. They've done pretty well, though. Yeah, they did all right. But the, the, yeah, the episode we just watched, we um, it was a bunch of girls. Yeah. And there was like these three girls and, you know, they were dressed in some pretty ridiculous shit. But in in the middle of them is a woman that definitely is not a child, is definitely 40 totally and lied mom. on the floor. Totally their mum. And then she talks, everyone's like, right, you need to do this. And she's like, okay, fucking right now. Go forward. Go forward. Come on, daughter. I mean, friend. <laughs> I mean, sister. Yeah. Man. <laughs> Brilliant. Nightmare. We love you. But it's one of our favourite shows. And it is so cheesy and it is so, you know, ridiculous. But it's but got a lot of D&D uh, links to it. Quite clearly. I mean, actually, he, the guy that made it, Tim Child, wasn't inspired by D&D. He was inspired by um, the Atari games Attic Attack and Dragon Talk. And Dragon Talk? Uh, T-O-R-K oh, to- yeah, that and kind of talk. Uh, Attic Attack is a great game by Rare and Dragon Talk is abysmal Rare. Um, but anyway the point is is that yeah it, it's like watching people play a really cheesy game of D&D and mm-hmm. you, it's one of those shows where as you're watching it you think about what you would do and yeah. it makes you get frustrated and you shout at the screen but it's such good fun it's and- exciting and some of the stuff is, is, at, is for real edge of the seat stuff and even now actually <laughs> if from a completely cheesy perspective you might see things in there that you can put into your D&D games yeah like I know it would be fucking stupid to have a talking wall give people, <laughs> give people riddles and shit but like, a giant that you have to get past before he sneezes but it might be funny just to slip one of those in there yeah. when you're doing an uber serious campaign suddenly have the sex chest to come out little nod to nightmare yeah, yeah the sex chest that comes out of his ads the cool thing about this is yes it was a British programme that aired in the 90s on ITV but you, anyone can go and watch it right now. All An amazing it. YouTube user called Dynamite Heady has uploaded all of these. Um, so just go into YouTube and type Nightmare Season With an in K. there. Yeah. Yeah, Nightmare as in night. As in night and mare, yeah. Um, and the uh, every series from one to eight is on there. Mm-hmm. And uh, a couple of years ago during Geek Week on YouTube, they did a special where they had Ashens and some other YouTubers on there yeah. um, doing... Uh, a new version of it with the woman that played Dobby in Peep Show mm-hmm. as a new advisor and they brought Treyguard back and they actually got the original Treyguard and he's back. a bit old he's put on a bit of weight but he, he nailed it once again still the world's greatest DM yeah he is and um, yeah so go and watch them all now on YouTube because you will not regret it. I mean I know this is a little bit waffly and we're just talking about it but because we love it because it's, it's such a good program but honestly it genuinely is a really good program and I think the reason we want to talk about this is because I think a lot of people you know that watch it are because uh, uh, I think that a lot of our listenership are from America and Canada and things like that and they might not have seen this never seen this yeah so if you haven't please go and check it out it's so good it is really good David you're in a rocky cavern you're standing on the edge of a chasm at the, at the top of the cavern and across the chasm is a woman. David, you're in a rocky cavern. You're standing on the edge of a chasm. At the, at the top of the cavern and across the chasm is a woman. Yeah, so when I when I was working at um, Santander, which is a uh, hideous corporate bank, um, 
yeah, I was working for them, and this guy called up right, and his name was um, Keith, and then his surname was D E apostrophe A T H, right? <laughs> and I was like, um, he was like, you know, doing car finance, and we we were going through it and all of that, and he's like, um, we're talking on the phone, and I'm like, okay, I'll just process that for you now, Mister Death. And he was like, my name is Dayath. Dayath. People are not called Death. <laughs> <laughs> but we're going to turn him into a character. I saw a lot of funny names there. I know it's boring to talk about names, but the best one I saw was it was on the same day I saw somebody called Stephen Jeevens. Stephen Jeevens. Let's make you laugh. So, yeah, I'm, I actually met a guy that I did a job for um, who was called Amazing, first name, <laughs> Grace. Oh, no. Name. Yeah. Oh, that's awful. <laughs> um, yeah, my mum knew somebody in Africa called um, Sexy Boy. He was an African guy as well. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Maybe they were... Cool names out there. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say weird names, but that would be racist. <laughs> so I didn't say it. So I didn't say it. Okay. Amazing. You heard it. a really nice guy. <laughs> In a land far beyond your imagining, adventure waits. And down beneath you will find things that you never dreamed of seeing. Goblins, orcs, treasures, mountains of gold. Will you be brave enough to delve deep and beat the final boss of the dungeon? This is Adventure Calls, available for $49.99.99. Available at all good retailers. Okay, so uh, this is Adventure Call, and this is where we call up a fucking place, <laughs> and we do a prank call. Yeah. And we know the prank calls are childish, okay? St- stupid. They're pathetic, and yeah. they're for losers. But they're a laugh, aren't they? And that's why we're going to do one. So we're going to do one. So, um, Nick is going to call... A estate agent, and he's going to pretend to be a man, an evil overlord looking for a new castle. Good afternoon, man. It's Andrew speaking. How may I help? Oh yes, hello. My name is Keith Diaf. Hello, how are you doing? Not too bad. And yourself? Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. How can I help? Uh, why? I'm actually in the market for a new property. Okay. Yes, um, I'm looking for something that's uh, primarily made out of stone. Uh, quite tall, large, um, almost like a spired, like a castle-esque type place. Okay. Unfortunately, we haven't got any of them at the moment. I see. Um, okay. Well, how about how about normal property, maybe with a dungeon attached to it, underneath, maybe. You see my license. I think the Grinstead branch have got one of them. Uh, oh, that's good news. Oh, I see. Does it come with a torture chamber? Yeah. Yes. Oh. Marvellous. I think it comes with two of them. Wow, okay, well, you see, I am actually an evil overlord, um, you know, and I've been in a, a small flat for quite some time, and uh, my monsters are starting to get a little bit unruly, so I thought if we move them to a larger castle, it would go more with the kind of look I'm going for, you know? <laughs> okay. So I'm hoping you can help me. Marvellous. Is he is he a warlock at all or? Uh, no. Sorcerer. No, I, think dungeon, I think he's a dungeon master. Oh, this is fantastic news. Yes, I could definitely speak to this guy. Um, okay. Well, li- listen. Um, if anything does come up at all, I mean, you know, even even a smaller. I mean, I'd go for a one bed flat as long as it's got the stone walls. They're very important. Okay. Mm. I'm quite partial to obsidian. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll, 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 I'll
is quite nice. I quite like that. Or maybe a dark granite would be good. Dark granite? Yes. Expensive taste. Expensive taste. Very nice. Very nice. I didn't catch your name. Very classy. Uh, uh, Money, Andrew. Andrew, listen, Andrew, if you ever want to get out of the uh, house selling biz and uh, want to get into the dungeon biz, do give me a call. <laughs> I will do. I will keep your name. Marvellous. That's fantastic. Okay. Thank you. Bye. Oh, hello, yes. Um, I was hoping to speak to Tim. Uh, I actually don't work in the Eastwick branch. I'll just put you through to Adam, all right? Okay, that's fine. Oh, I like this one. <laughs> it's a good number. Go around in my dungeon. Let me. Oh, hello, Adam. Um, I was uh, speaking to uh, Martin over at uh, another branch, and he told me to speak to you. Um, I'm looking for a new property. A new property? Do yes, you know, sir? that's correct, yes. Okay, perfect. And how can I help with that? Well, my name is Keith Diaf. Um, that's spelled D-E-A-T-H. Yep. Yep. Uh, okay, yes. And I'm actually looking to upgrade. Um, okay. Yes. So I'm currently in a small flat, but I'm looking for something that's more, more castle-esque. Okay. Tall, stony, bleak. And Painted with the blood of adventurers would be nice. Painted with the blood of adventurers? Yes, okay. yes. Um, you see, I've got an ogre, a pet ogre. He's very sweet. Um, and I need a place to put him where he can run around a little bit, a little bit more. You know. Those, those pet ogres are, are terrible, aren't well, they? You know, being an overlord isn't as easy as people think. It's not, <laughs> it's not all torture and fun, you know. Sometimes you people you got to think about the welfare of your creatures. That's the main thing, and this is why we're speaking. So people just don't understand how hard it is for an overlord. I they? know, right? I know. Uh, have you ever been in the biz yourself? Oh, I, I wish I was in the business. Hey, of being an listen, listen. If if your bosses aren't listening, I can give you my number. Come work for me. You'll love it. Um, and this smells quite appalling. So I'd like to say, you know, somewhere where we could expand our horizons. Okay, okay, fine. I found you, you monster! Oh, shh. Oh. Be slain, foul beast! Oh, I might have to, oh, I might have to take this. One second. No, you'll never pass me. You'll never pass this dungeon, fool. <laughs> but I have the magic staff. Means nothing here. Take that, you fuck! Okay, it's me. Don't worry. I've slain him. It is I, Simon Belmont. Your name was your name was Keith, my nigga. No, it is I, Simon Belmont, adventurer extraordinaire. I have killed Keith Dayath, and I have oh. stopped his evil reign. He died a gruesome death at the hands of the spell of Sanothsar. I'm not quite dead. Silence! Oh. I think he's dead now. I was worrying for a minute there. I thought he was going to reanimate. Who am I speaking to? My name's Adam. Adam, I'm going to need a clean-up job at this here uh, here dungeon. There's body parts of adventurers everywhere. Okay, well, I, thought, I don't know many cleaners, I'm afraid. So uh, you might need to... Send someone immediately, Adam. Come yourself if need be. There's a lot of body parts that need to be cleared up, and I'm not talking about my penis. Oh, 
over the line. The lance of light. Okay. Over the line, man. I'll tell you what's over the line. You are consorting with evil overlords. And you shall be next. I shall use the wand of Gamelon on you. Adam? I'm sorry. I'm sorry, I get a bit heated after battle. They call it the Red Mist. And I'm sorry for everything. Could we perhaps meet up and go for a meal? <laughs> Sushi! Oh, Sushi! Okay. Sushi! Sushi, Adam! Simon, Sushi! Sushi! <laughs> okay, I think that went well. Welcome to the Chamber of Challenges. Chamber of Challenges. The Chamber of Challenges. Chamber of Challenges. The Chamber of Challenges. <laughs> Next up, we have got the Chamber of Challenges. Chamber of Challenges. And this is where we set challenges for each other. So, Nick. We, I have challenged Harrison to do a, uh, a challenge in the spirit of Nightmare. So, he's currently donning uh, our version of the um, Helmet of Justice, um, which we will post on G+, so you can appreciate it. It kind of looks like a mummy, but it's fine. Um, and basically, he is facing my... Well, I'm not going to tell him where he's facing, uh, because I've just spun him round. But um, I am now going to try and navigate blinded Harrison to the other side of my house to pick up a metal dice and bring it back. Now, I've um, put a few... Oh, I can't say now, I've put a few obstacles in the way um, to make his challenge a little bit harder, just like a Nightmare. My body is ready. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so he's ready. Are you ready? I'm ready. Right, I want you to... Uh, okay, so we're going to start. Let's go. Right, so I want you to turn... Where am I? You are in a open kitchen. Uh, no, actually, I'm gonna pull. No, no, that's basically fantasy. Uh, <laughs> just what was that? That was a uh, that was a gargoyle. Don't worry about that. Okay, so you are in a large cave um, that's uh, dark and dank. You can hear water dripping in the background, and um, it's quite smelly in here. There's a um, there's a do there's a doorway ahead of you. So if you keep turning, that's it. Now, oh no, stop. Now walk forwards. Gently walk forward. Keep going. Yep. Yeah, okay, keep... right. This is extremely scary. I can't see anything. Oh, God. Don't worry about that. Okay, am I going in the right direction? Keep walking straight. What can... right, okay. You alright? Okay, keep walking straight. Yep. Stop. Why? Oh. Go to your left a little bit. Oh, okay. Yeah, go forwards. Is there a trap here? There was a trap there, but you might... Am I the dog? <laughs> <laughs> keep going forward. Oh <laughs> Sorry. Keep going forward. Right, keep walking forward. Oh, oh he's just hit the wall. Keep going. I'm in the front room, I think. Be yeah. careful of stuff on the floor. What is on the floor? Well, just be careful. Traps. <laughs> right, put your hands down and pad in front of you. Can you feel the table? Can you feel the chest? Ah. You, oh, you got the dice, right. Dice. Turn around, 180, that's it, now walk forwards. We're gonna, He's going to stride his confidence. Got to try and... Oh. <laughs> what was that? That's the cat. No, that's the cat scratch. Keep walking forward. I'm coming. I mean, not a cat... Oh. What was that? <laughs> keep walking confidence forward. What was that? Forward. You keep walking on the, cat's, the cat bed thing. 
Right, yeah, walk for, start, turn to your right. That's it. Now walk forward a little bit. Start, <laughs> turn to your left again. Now walk forward. I'm trying to do it like they do a nightmare. Yeah. No. Oh, oh no. what the fuck? So you walked into a wall. What is that? That's your laptop. Oh, hello. That's it. Now walk forward. Okay. <laughs> walk forward. Put your hand out. Yes. Hey. I have. You have won. Thank you. Oh, what a day. How did you enjoy that nightmare challenge? It was awful. <laughs> it's really scary, man. When you were just grasping out, <laughs> just trying to grope for groping at nothing, thinking the door was shut. Oh, that's what I was bumping into. Yeah, you walked into the cat bed thing and, and then you kicked the uh, tripod. Brilliant, oh, mate. That was fun. So now you know what it feels like to go into that dungeon. Yes. And what do you think? I want to go in the dungeon. Is it terrifying? You look tired. I oh, know, I, t- I feel tired. <laughs> it's draining, man. Brilliant. Okay, I'm just gonna grab a bit and then we'll do the next, your challenge. Now it's time for the final battle. Magic missile! Okay, so in honour of Gary McCullum and his present to us, I am doing Dragon or Blagging. Yeah. And this is where I make up a bunch of shit about an RPG, and you have to discern what the real shit is. And this time we're doing it about Shadowrun. So, in Shadowrun, as you know, it's a cyberpunk world that has magic in it. Um, So which one of these is the real spell Mm -hmm. from Shadowrun? Is it Prophylaxis, Prophylactic, Prophesize... Propopopopopolis. <laughs> Prophesize? Unfortunately not, no. Oh. It is prophylaxis. Oh. I don't know what it does, I just like the name because it sounds a bit like condom. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, in Shadowrun, if you're a magic user, you can have things called mentor spirits, which are essentially like familiars. And I want you to tell me which one is the real one from Shadowrun. Is which it one is the real one from, from Shadowrun? Shadowrun. Um, is it Big Bear? Hawk, Wang Jangler, Seducer. I want it to be Big Bear. Is that your answer? Yeah. It is Seducer. Ah, oh, fuck. Um, I was just picturing this big, kind of friendly, kind of. Uh... Hey, I'm Big Bear. <laughs> no. Come on, man, give us a hug. Let's go to some big and the <laughs> <laughs> Um Okay, next up. Which one is the real weapon from Shadowrun? Mm-hmm. Is it Omnivoid? <laughs> is it Ari's S3 Super Squirt? Is it Holy Avenger? Or is it Wang Jangler? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Wang Jangler. Um, I know it's not that, because I know what that is. Um, you know all about that manoeuvre. <laughs> no, it's not your games, that's why. Um, ah, what was it again? What was the first two again? Omnivoid. No. Ari's S3 Super Squirt. That one. Yes, yes. correct. Super Squirt. And the last one, um, in Shadowrun, obviously, you have these fucking implants, okay? And you can get cybernetic enhancements to your body. And what I want you to do is um, tell me which which of these is the real implant weapon. Implant weapon, right. From Shadowrun. Okay, is it wobbly arm? Wobbly arm, yeah. Stab face, (laughs) retractable spurs, or biodegradable iron fist? (laughs) Biodegradable, but they go rusty then. I love a uh, stab face. It's like, come here. Oops. Sorry. It's just a face that turns into a knife. <laughs> just headbutt him. like a stab, yeah. Take that, you bitch. Take that. No, it's going to be, I think it's going to be, was it retractable spurs? That is one of the answers, yes. I think it's that one. Okay, correct. Yay! So in this case, you sort of win, but I don't know because I never keep track of the scores. Yeah, yeah, I win every time then. No, you don't win. Perfect. You never win. I always win. No, you never win. Winner. Please die. Bye. Hey, everybody. Come gather around the fireside. 
I got a story to tell you about a time when I beat two goblins and three basilisks all by myself. That's right, I did it with my own two hands and my trusty six-shooter, of course, but that's not the point. Point is, I beat him. I won. Fireside Tales. Okay, so next up, we have got Fireside Tales, and this is where we talk about our RPG experience stories, RPGs. In our experience stories of RPG stories. Exactly. Um, so, I'm going to go first. Yep. And I'm cheating a little bit, because this story isn't actually something that I did. It's something that somebody else did. Now, last night, I'm out with my good man, Philip Conway. He is a veteran AD&D gamer. And he was telling me about his dearly departed dad and how much of a killer DM he was. Oh, wow. And basically, he was telling me that, that they were playing this game, right, in AD&D, where they, they got to a point where they needed to climb this cliff. Right. right? And he, just before the game, he created a new character. He spent like an hour with his dad sorting it out. He got this character to the point where, you know, he was really happy with it. He'd, he'd gone down to every detail. And he started climbing this rope to get up um, get up a cliff. Okay. Right? And nice and straightforward. Immediately falls down and dies. Oh, what? Literally five minutes of in-game time, oh. he dies. Fuck. Yeah. And then his dad's like, okay, look, we just started the session, so roll up another character, okay? okay? And this time he does it without any thought because he's trying to get the game going, right? So Philip... Well, I was waiting with him, isn't it? Exactly. So Shit. he just rolls everything randomly, okay. comes up with the character, takes like, I don't know, 15 minutes mm-hmm. or whatever. Everyone That's has to good stop for AD&D. For, yeah. Everyone <laughs> has to stop for like 15 minutes. And he says, you know what? Your character can start at the top of the mountain that he's trying to climb. So he'll start at the top of the mountain and he says, he describes the scene to Philip and he goes... Uh, okay, you look over the mountain, you can see a bunch of adventurers. Yeah. Um, what do you want to do? And he's like, I look over and I shout, Ahoy there, or whatever. And, and he's like, Do you want to do anything else? And he's like, No. And then his dad goes, Okay, some orcs come up and push you off the side. What? And he dies again instantly. Jeez. So within within about 20 minutes, he's killed two of his characters oh, come on. in a row. Come on. I know, man. That's a killer DM for you. Now that is a that is a serial killer DM. Yeah, I think maybe Philip might have not tidied his room that day or wow, something. Wow, yeah, that's a bit mean. Okay, uh, yeah, and so my fireside tale is uh, from uh, Call of Cthulhu game, going way back now. And it was, basically what happened was, unfortunately, my beloved character Roland had died, because he did actually die. Um, I managed to get him back, but we, talk, we talked about that before in a, in a previous pod. But, um, so, when Roland died... I needed a character that could fit, get get back into the party, so I made a con artist called Guy Playfair, who was uh, he was right off playing. But anyway, so we was thinking about um, I wanted to think of a creative way to insert him into the game, and uh, so I came up with the idea that obviously with him being a con artist, I thought he could have this kind of really crappy little kind of toll. And as the party had just lost Roland, and like you know the death of him was still in there in their minds they were walking down the road and there's this just really badly put together cardboard toll booth in their way and this guy's sitting in the little booth just like hey fellas uh yeah we just installed a new toll for the uh city council and to upgrade the uh high highway so it's uh six bucks each and um you guys didn't want to pay did you no no we um everyone refused to pay everyone in the party refused to pay and then um yeah, so guy was like, "Oh yeah, I'm gonna stay. I'll stay with you guys then, and um, I'm gonna stay with you guys until I'll I get my six bucks." Yeah, that's it. Yeah, so he was like, "Okay, well that's fine. You know, you can when you get the money, I'll uh, I'll take it off you then. I'll just we'll stick with you for now." 
and he's ended up staying for absolutely ages and turning into an absolutely really fun character to play I think and um, I think like someone had mentioned my past character Rodan who had just died and he was just like hey fellas there's no, no, there's no use crying over spilled milk and just like did a little skip and a hop and walked up yeah but he stayed with the party for, for a very very long time and yeah. basically all he, the only reason he was there is because he was waiting to get his six bucks six bucks back and uh, yeah right at the end oh when we finally found it got a way of getting Roland back via time travel wasn't it yeah you went back in time got Roland back and got your old character back so lose Guy you had to lose Guy and then the very last thing that happened was one of the other player characters Jim gave him six bucks and he's like well okay I guess that's me guys contract complete I'll I'm see you later yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, just strode off into the horizon so he did his money yeah. he did like three weeks of work for about six six dollars yeah yeah <laughs> there you go and that's, that's the life of a con man and that was guy and he was a lot of fun and i'm glad that he uh he was cool man strolled away because he was a lot of fun to play so yeah in the future you will be able to send a letter from anywhere on the planet this is the future this is the electro letter so um yeah we didn't give you guys much notice and as a result we didn't get many questions in but that's all right don't worry about it guys no pressure you know if you want to send us any questions during the week please do we might do them on a bonus podcast who gives a shit? But the point is... We don't mind. We, we don't mind. We don't mind. We don't give a shit. Oh, we got some. Yeah, we got some questions, blood. So what we're going to do, yeah? We're going to answer them now, innit, blood? <laughs> so the first question comes in from Jonathan Samuel. When you create a character, do you assume he has an outfit relevant to his profession, i.e. a doctor has a doctor's uniform, or do all characters have a standard uniform irrelevant to the game at first? Or does it depend on the DM? Yo... Man, it does really depend on the DM, but yeah. I would say that you got to have starting gear, right? Yeah, exactly. And so I think that, like, as long as you're not taking the piss... If it doesn't affect the game, you can say to... You can have whatever outfit you want. Whatever you want. So it's like, it's all right, I'm, I'm wearing a T-shirt. Let's go. Well, who is it? Oh, it was like... Um, do you remember Ernest's character? He went to, He had a bit of a crisis, like midlife breakdown, and wanted to become cool, and then he went into that house and found... But that was halfway through a game. But, like, he was a scout leader, and so he started off... With a um, with a scout uniform, yeah, because it's not gameplay affecting. I mean, in games like Pathfinder, where you can buy armor and shit like that, and you have to use your starting gold, well, that's fine because you start with some gold to spend on goods that you want to start the game. But with. if you want black trousers, you can have black, have black trousers. Who yeah. gives a shit? It doesn't yeah. affect anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, let's say if you're playing Cthulhu or something, you can't say my guy always wears a suit of knight armor because it's like nah. with a knife in my bum cheeks. Yeah, and I've got a rocket launcher. It's like yeah. Nah. Nah. But um, if it is relevant to the profession, absolutely. Yeah. Even if it if it gives you like some bonuses, like you know, if you that are you wearing a think doc- of straight away though, but you can use creatively. So yeah, it's like, like you know, oh, you are wearing a doctor's outfit, so people are going to believe you that you're a doctor or whatever. You've got a set. A spe- uh, You've got a assess- oh, I can't say the word. Spessicoat. <laughs> What's that? A stethoscope. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, basically... You can conceivably argue why you'd have it and there's no reason why. Yeah, you should... I, I think you should start with that kind of shit. Yeah. You should. Yeah. Um, but uh, it should be relevant to your character, totally. basically. Yeah, I think so as well. The second question we got in is from Kurt Cobain. The well, Kurt Cobain. That's confusing. Yeah. I thought that... I thought that something bad happened to Kurt Cobain. Long time ago, yeah. You can't say that Courtney Love killed him. You can't say it, and I'm not gonna. (laughs) But anyway, Kurt Cobain asks, what do you propose the impact of Brexit will be on the UK, imports, economy, and countries outside the EU? Should we ask America, seeing as we talk to them? Yeah, you tell us, man. 
America. I don't read the news. We don't know. What's even a what is a Brexit? It's like a biscuit. Sounds delicious. Mm. Um, but yes, U.S. listeners, chime in, see what you think. But we don't want to get political in this show, Kurt Cobain. It's not what you, we're look, about. look, you make some good music, but it's I've got to draw the line. Yeah, innit? we don't do politics. Thank you for never mind. That was a good album. Very good album. But t- it's time to grow albums. up, Kurt Cobain. Grow it's time up. to grow up. Get off the heroin. Start making some more music. And more music, mate. You haven't made an album in ages. Yeah, we love you. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks, Kurt Cobain. My name's Alan Rickman. And I'm Jen... No, wait. My name's also Alan Rickman. No, I'm... I'm no, Alan. I'm, no, no, I'm the real Alan Rickman. No, wait. I'm Alan Rickman. <laughs> but I'm not... No, wait. No, what? But no, I'm Alan no, Rickman. No, shush. I'm... Uh, tabletop twats. Ah, ah. A real letter, physical letter, physical electro letter. Fizzlet, fizzlet. Physical uh, electro letter. <laughs> yeah, that's a uh, oxymoron. Don't no, you're a moron. No, you're an oxymoron. No, what the fuck? Okay, what's Zach's question? Uh, oh dear, sorry. Let me get. Zachary. I'll do this one after. Zachary's up. Okay, so our next question's come in from Zach the Jenk. Um, now, I hope he's not angry with us. Thing about Zach is, listeners, we is that he gave he's, a bit too much away last time. He is a hardened criminal, and he's just served no, time. No, 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 don't. Oh right, yeah, we're not supposed to say. He's Think a upstanding member of, of society, society, and pillar. Some could say exactly, and has done a lot of work for charity. Lots is what I mean. Yeah, lovely guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so yeah, I'll read his question. Yeah, yeah, you better get on with it, mate, because he's going to get really angry. Okay. No, uh, charitable. charitable. That's what I mean. Yes, yeah, very charitable. Yeah, yeah, when yeah. ruffled. Yeah, you ready? Yeah, yeah, I'm ready. Okay, no, you pretentious twats. Wait, this is are you? Is this you talking or is it him? This is Zach. Okay, so he says, no, you pretentious twats. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The plural of moose is moose. Uh, I don't know about that. No, you no. No, no, it's definitely the correct is what I mean. is moose. Right, thank you. Thank you. Um, also. So there are many moose. Yeah, many moose. Many are, moose upon have many eyes. <laughs> many moose. <laughs> That's like a warning. Many moose have many eyes. Well, it's like Lord of the Rings. Many, many moose have many rings. Many spies have many eyes. Many, many spiders have many eyes. Yes, right. So many m- moose. No, you pretentious twats. The plural of moose is moose. Also, what are your favourite classes to play in D and D slash Pathfinder? Hey. Hey. I like a paladin. No, actually, I mean my favourite class to play is gonna. Get, I'm gonna go wizard. Yeah. I, I like to be old school, um, and I, I actually. I like playing a spellcaster because they're challenging. Mm-hmm. Other classes are challenging as well. It depends on what you're doing, obviously. But what I like about Wizard is there's a lot to think about. And we've said before, you know, that, that the DM puts in a lot of work. So you should put in the work yourself as a player. And for me, like, being a wizard is cool because you do have to think about it a lot. And you have to think about what spells you're going to prepare that day and stuff like that. And uh, I quite like that because it means it's like a nice, easy way of putting in a little bit of extra effort into my character every mm-hmm. time I need to do shit with them, yeah. picking my spells and shit like that, and having to think about combat in interesting ways and yeah. things. So that's why I quite like playing a spellcaster. It's not to say I don't like playing other classes; it's just that that's that's why I enjoy it basically. Yeah, totally. Well, my personal experience. So my first time we played Pathfinder, which is my only. Um, time I've actually, I haven't, as everyone's aware, I haven't played D and D yet. So, 
Um, I've only played Pathfinder, so I can go on that. But the first time I played Pathfinder, I actually we converted my character, didn't we? Yeah, because you you used your Call of Cthulhu character mm-hmm. and we converted him over. So I played a human, obviously. And he was um, a gunslinger. Yes. Which isn't uh, one of the classes that's included in the core rulebook. I'm mm-hmm. fairly certain it's from one of the other ones, but we had to. I, I didn't have that book, so we used the uh, online system reference document to, yeah, to, yeah, to make it. Fine. Him. Yeah. And it was fun playing him, but I've got to say, I'd never been a magic user before. Mm. So this time around on Pathfinder, it's the first time I've played a magic user. I'm a druid, and I'm loving it. Loving, absolutely loving this class. So I don't know whether it be... I don't know if it's... I mean, druid is cool because I love animals anyway. Mm-hmm. You know that. Um, so being able to just chat to, like, flies, for example, for the other day. Yeah, we spent a very, very long time uh, talking to a bunch oh, it's of... getting a bit boring. ...flies in the pub. <laughs> and we were just like, mate, this could be so handy. We'd get a bunch of flies. Yeah, yeah. And then we were going to like use them to fly in and spy on people. But then they got drunk and started dying. And we were killing them by accident. <laughs> by accident. <laughs> Fuck yeah, no. Fucking Flynn would fly. But, um, I, so yeah, and so Drew talks to them and also I can use magic and I'm loving it. It's really good fun. So at the moment, because it's the only one I've played, but out of the, out of the human, I'm, I'm loving it, being a magic user. I think it's Drew. quite fun because you sort of get um, these, they're almost like ways of breaking the rules. And mm-hmm. it's like, it's an investigatory campaign and James has got this, um, you know, very sort of streamlined story that he wants to tell and he kind of moves us to these different scenes where everyone's investigating everything and stuff and it's kind of cool because it means you can sort of skewer that a little bit yeah. you know we were supposed to discover the body in this room but you just asked the cat what was in there and yeah. then he told us and you're like yeah. it's things like that that create these sort of uncinematic moments that are, that kind of make Pathfinder so much fun because mm-hmm. in a film that wouldn't happen you'd have this grand reveal yeah. and yet you were just like What's in there? Dead body? And like, get, all right, that, cool. She's in there. I was like, sweet, she's in there, you know? <laughs> yeah, and it's just, that's why I think playing magic users is so fun because yeah. it's like you get these moments where you just get to. Oh, and, my, and when we tried to get away as well, we had, we caused a bit of a, a bit of trouble in a doctor's surgery and uh, shrunk someone and. Um, put him in a drawer. Put him in a drawer and tortured him a little bit and then needed to get out and I had obscuring mist. So just created a huge like cloud around us. And we just got out. Well, that was brilliant because we're both magic users. So what happened was is that we were trying to get information out of this doctor. So I used reduced person, shrunk him, put him in a drawer, <laughs> and then yeah. um, was pouring acid in there to sort of torture him. And well, then we put the frighteners on him. We didn't actually hurt him first of all, did we? No, no. And then um, when we realised that we were flogging a dead horse, I used sleep to put him back to sleep. That's right. Yeah. Then we left. Obscuring and, mist. Yeah, obscuring mist. Get out there. And um, yeah, it was so much fun. And I think fun. that's why we like playing those. But then I suppose when you're playing like a fighter or something like but that. We're weak though, aren't we? Yeah, it was so weak. <laughs> but you have you have that challenge in other ways as a fighter. I because love it, you don't have those spells and you have to think of creative ways around things. Yeah. So it's kind of, it, it, they, everything has its merits really, I guess. I think so. But at the moment for me, magic user, because it's new and it's fun. Exactly. Yeah. So that's it. Thank and you very much. Sorry. We're really sorry. We're sorry, uh, Zach, um, who is a charitable person. Um, so we've got a physical electro letter. Physical electro letter. If you watched our video, you would have seen this, but we got a, f- uh, a bit of paper mm-hmm. in the package from mm-hmm. Gary. And Gary says, keep up the fine work, you twats, from yeah. some giant fat bald guy in Canada. And he signed at the bottom. Nice. Can I see your signature? Yes, you can, because we need to forge it. Oh, nice. We need to steal money from Gary. 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 We love you, Gary. Gary. Thanks for the package. No nudes. What the fuck? No nudes. Oh, yeah. He said he was going to send naked pictures. He didn't. Let us down, Gary. 
Go fuck yourself. Yeah. Thanks for this nice Canadian paper. Mm. Smells like Canada. Smell smells that. like. Smells like maple syrup. Nudes. Nudes. Smells like nudes. <gasps> he rubbed his sack on this. <laughs> Shut up. Big up the shout out. So this is our shout out segment where we want to talk about our esteemed colleagues on the Nerds International Network. Who are we going to talk about? What have we slipped into 1950s radio broadcasting? This is the BBC. Beep. You're listening to the shipping forecast. Um, so this week we want to talk about the brilliant gathering of dogs. Mm-hmm. And you know why? It's because recently Jamie put a message out on the Wild Die and he said that he's going to get back to doing more live plays because that was what the gathering of dogs was all about in the beginning, about playing games. And for me, that's awesome because the Gathering of Dorks have really, really great live plays and they always tend to knock it out of the park. So I would highly recommend to go and listen to that podcast. Listen to the back episodes too because they're really and great. And there's loads and they play everything. Yep. And they do used to do a segment called um, Dorks Discuss, yep. which is really good. They're not doing it anymore, but those are cool too. So there's a lot so of... I could recommend a couple of... Ep- uh, couple of- Cracking episodes would be uh, Forget About It. Yes, classic. Resident Evil is pretty funny. Yes. And yeah, there's, and there's, to take your pick, there's so many there to choose from. They're all good. They're all I really, really liked good. the episode about GM Burnout. That was yeah, quite that good. Yeah, that was a really good episode. Yeah. So I would, I would recommend going and listen to them because it involves Jamie Pearson. And Jamie Pearson is a sex criminal. <laughs> I mean, great guy. Sexy criminal. Yeah, that's what I mean. No. No, I mean, great guy. Great guy. You never let me finish. Sorry. That's what I meant. I meant to say great guy, but I accidentally said sex criminal because I say that sometimes by accident. Sex criminal. So you just did it. I was calling you one. What? Because <laughs> you are. What? <laughs> no. Sushi! Sushi! Let's say, for instance, you've listened to this show and you think, I want to get in touch with those guys. I want to touch those guys. And I want to get... tell them they're fuckers. Yes, I want to. I want to complain about this show because I hate it. Let's say your wife just walks through the door when you're trying to do the segment. So Carmen, my lovely lady wife, how do they get in touch with us? She doesn't like to talk on the podcast, Nick. Hello. Hello. Here she is. Hi, uh, Carmen. I thought we'd get her to do the contact details. So yeah, how can they get in touch with us? Um, table dog. So they can get in touch with us on our email. How do you spell that? Which is <laughs> tabletoptwats at gmail.com. Also, where else can they get in touch with us? Google Plus. And what network at Google, Google Plus? Nerds International. Yeah, exactly. Where else, Harrison? Uh, Tumblr. We don't know how it works. Don't know how that one works. And also, Facebook. Facebook, yeah, which is Tabletop T because we're allowed to have twats. Oh. And the last one is Twitter. Yes. Which is um, the only form that Zach. Jenkins chooses to use because he's that powerful. He just I think they can only get Twitter when they're in jail. Absolutely. And I'd say thank you very much. Thanks, Carmen. Carmen. No Lovely. Lovely. You're the man. Okay, we're done. <laughs> okay, so every week we like to give you guys a thought to ponder on during the week while you're waiting for the next episode to come out. And this week will be no exception. Usually we'll give you the answer for last week's one, and I'm going to do that now. So this week's one is, um, are there badgers in space? And if so, would Gordon go to find them? And that's it from us at Tabletop Twat. Say goodbye, Nick. Goodbye, Nick. No, say goodbye. Okay, you did. Okay, never mind. (laughs) Done it right this time. Okay, um, thank you very much for listening. And there is one thing that needs to be said to our audience. It's got to be said. Nick? Chicken McBosh.
previously on Tabletop Twats. That Harrison that you do this stupid cast pod with is actually a space criminal. We're going to travel through time to a point where he was weaker and shoot him in the noggin. You come into my club, interrupt my night, make me get out of my glarking chair. What did you do that for? What's the problem? I said hit him, not throw acid in his face. Thank fuck we got away from that. That was some scary shit back there. You fucked everything up. We he, Now he knows our faces. He's going to be looking for us. We are fucked. Uh, hang on. Do, 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 can you hear something? Yeah, I can. What the? Is that a giant robot? We're going to die. Why? This is, is the bit where we... Do Oh, Lord. Oh. I feel awful. I can't see. Where are we? Is this a hospital? Oh, it smells like one. Sir, could you please get back into your bed? No. Sir, come on. You, you, you've, got to stay. you've got to rest. The doctor said so. I'll tell you when to shut. We need two electrician's outfits with masks now. Oh, can you find us a gun? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I can get you one of those. You wait here. I'll be back in a minute. I sure can't wait till he comes back with that gun. Fucking freezing out. Here you go, mate. One gun. Thanks for the trousers. Hey, no problem. Weird gun, though. That's an omnivoid. See that chamber near the handle? That synthesizes a zithrocyte bullet in nanoseconds. Trouble is, the barrel needs to be cool in order to fire, so the barrels in the front rotate like a revolver, giving each one time to cool down before firing the bullet. Whoa. It's a work of engineering and nanoscientific genius. Yeah. Good work. And you got this for us... for a pair of trousers? I'm a drug dealer, but I'm not beneath helping my fellow carbon-based life forms. Well, thanks, mate. What's your name again? My name's Gil. Organic Gil. Well, we better get walking. See you around, Gil. Have a good one. Okay, try to walk a bit faster, Nick. Time's a-wasting. Harrison's house is a fair bit away. Sorry, Al. So, how are we going to cause the power outage when we, uh, when we get there? Funnily enough, by this point, technology with regards to electricity hasn't changed an awful lot. So it should be quite similar to what you're used to in your time. And you're an electrician, so I was hoping to defer to you on this one. Well, you could pull out the main fuse, but that's typically inside the house. Or use an EMP. But we got no money, uh, so the only option would be to blow up a substation. Well, the only one is about five minutes' walk from his house. Well, that's fine. It's likely that we'll still be the only electricians that'll turn up to his house. After all, the real electricians will be focusing on the exploded substation. Perfect. Okay, we'll go there first, blow up the thing, then run over to Harrison's House of Evil. Okay, yeah. This looks pretty much like any substation from my time. The fence, the Eiffel Tower looking thing, grey boxes, it's all the same. So, you know how to destroy it? Yeah, sure. Just shoot the gun at that bit there. Understood. Although, why isn't there any security here? Well, people never really mess with these, so the fence usually does the trick, and that's it. But usually, anything that isn't guarded gets vandalised, stolen, or raped within seconds. Why not these? Well, because only a complete moron would mess with one of these. They're extremely volatile and dangerous. 
Right. Get ready to run as soon as I do this. Yep. Go, go, go! <laughs> There's his house. Don't stop. Come on. He's got guards out front. Don't worry. We'll, we'll talk our way past them. We're disguised. And look, no lights. The power cut worked. Uh, uh. uh yep. Yeah. What do you want? Uh, hi there. Uh, we're here to fix the... The fucking... The elect... Oh, fuck. Come on, spit it out. Ugh. <coughs> uh. We're electricians, as you can see. We're here to fix the power cut. Yeah. We believe that the cause of the node failure was to do with a break in the auxiliary cable circuit within this property. If we get that back online, we should be able to restore power. Okay, let me call the boss. Hello, boss. Yeah, we've got two wankers out here. Need to fix the electricity. Yep. Yep, wankers. Yep, okay. Yep. Okay. Going. Holy fuck, it worked! What? He said, uh, let's get to work! Alright, uh, going in. Gates open. Who needs paths this long to get to their own house? I couldn't agree more. So, the front door. Nick, you take the gun. Thanks, Al. You came on this quest with me. No hesitation, putting your life on the line for a galaxy with barely a thought for yourself. You deserve the credit for this one. I mean, yes, you are an idiot with a brain so small it'd barely cover a Jacob's Cream cracker. And yes, you fuck everything up. And yes... Alright, Al. You know what? Give me that gun back, actually. No. I want it. I'm ringing the doorbell. Yeah. Don't fucking move. Hands in the air, one step out of line and you'll become an excuse to get the house recarpeted. You! Yeah. Me. Your goose has been plucked, amigo. What? what that's a terrible line. What does that even mean? 